In a world where teenagers know way too much about movie tropes, glass-eyed villains correct idioms, and cartoon cats can be police officers, Arnold Braunschweiger will become the last action hero. No one's going to tell this sweet prince good night. To be or not to be. Not to be. There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Exceptionally Bad. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. <laughs> we always go counterclockwise. So, or, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we don't always do that. It's, it's, the, it's the law. It's the law. It I was um, waiting. So, uh, I before we jump into the movie we watched, uh, I wanted to know, like, what what like is your favorite action film? Ooh. Or, or an action film you like. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, your absolute favorite. But. Lately, I've been super digging the the John Wick series. So we oh, just, yeah. I just recently I watched, watched four, four yeah. again. Um, I haven't seen it yet. That thing is, like, pure adrenaline. It's fun. I liked Nobody. D- that was surprisingly yeah. excellent. I, 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 all I know him from is, like, Better Call Saul. Yeah. And that kind of character. And so I was like... There's no way I'm going to believe him being an action hero. I know. And, and then when it happened, it I was so like, good. oh my gosh, he is so good. Have yeah. you guys seen that? Yeah. yeah. I have not know. seen it yet. I have, it's on my to-do list. I mean, when they see, see his tattoo and everyone, it's like, you, we don't know who he is yet, nope. right? And they see his tattoo and <laughs> the one guy. The one guy locks himself in the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, He's like, thank you for your service. <laughs> locks himself in the bathroom and closes yeah. the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Bracken? Oh, man. I, uh, I mean, do m- superhero movies count? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I love the Superman movies. I, I don't know. it. I was, as soon as you said the action hero, I was, or action movies, I was thinking of like, well, I don't really like a whole lot. Maybe something older, like Clear and Present <laughs> Danger or something, but. That's, that's pretty good, yeah. actually. A good one. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's. That's a that's a tough one. I'd have to think about it. But do you like, I, li- I do like Clear and Present Danger. Do you like the newer Superman movies? The uh, yeah. Like I mean, there, I feel I've been a number of iterations. I find yeah. that they're flawed. I was thinking about watching um, Batman versus Superman again, <sighs> just because I love the intro of Wonder Woman and the Wonder Woman theme. Yeah. I I, I this is a tangent, but I. I tend to listen to a, um, a lot of movie themes, uh, and that's one of the riffs I really enjoy. Is the Wonder Woman, the woman, you know, the the song "Is She with You" um, intro to Wonder Woman in that in that movie. And so my daughter was asking about it. I'm like, we should probably. It's been a while. I maybe I should watch that again. And yeah, but um, I find that they're flawed in a lot of ways. But there are some things I really enjoy about them. So, um, yeah. Do you? 
this is kind of a tangent too, but do you, I'm just curious about your Superman. We may have talked about this before. Yeah. Do you see Superman more as Christopher Reeve Superman or more as the Man of Steel Superman? Because the Man of Steel Superman kind of doesn't care about people. Yeah, so definitely Christopher Reeve. Uh-huh. I've got a big love of Superman yeah. and Superman Superman 2. Um, yeah, I, the, I mean, that's my childhood completely. Right. I, I will note you skipped completely over middle Superman. Which one is Brandon, that? Which is like Brandon, oh, Brandon Ruth. Ruth. He he, he yeah. Superman Returns or Return to Superman yeah, or something yeah. like that. That's true. Yeah. Which is a sequel to Superman and Superman Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I've got the box set which includes that one. So oh okay. Um, so, that yeah. one was fine. I thought he was fine. Yeah. Uh, one that I seen recently that that I enjoyed that we haven't that you guys didn't mention. I really liked Bullet Train. That, I watched yes. that that was recently for the that, first that time. That was a good one. I yeah. yeah. Just thought I thought Brad Pitt's performance was just great, especially like all the self-help stuff he keeps spouting out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you give up. Yeah. <laughs> give into your anger. You know, you can kind of see evolutions of action movie styles and John Wick actually kind of triggered this whole new kind of genre mm-hmm. of frenetic it's the the hero just marching in a straight line and killing everybody in their way right and bullet train is like that nobody's like that there's i've seen like four or five different other movies that are basically that same premise so i think bullet train is the same director is it as john wick Wick. oh yeah i think it's the same team um but um so i i like deep action movies you know that have follow rules of physics and like oh. crouching tiger hidden dragon or <laughs> yeah the best action movies are quiet <laughs> um, silent movie version yeah. uh well i mean so it, it's my guilty pleasure today and i chose the movie last action hero i love this movie um it can't i don't i don't think i saw it in the theater but it was one of those movies, kind of like I think um, Shawshank Redemption, in that it's always on TV. Okay. For, oh, for, for yeah. a while, this was always on TV, and I would just find myself watching it and laughing at it, um, and thinking, and my, I'm like, I really like watching this movie. And my consensus was like, as as a teenager and stuff, was like, not a great movie. Awesome soundtrack. I had, I owned the soundtrack. And, but I just had loved this movie, and so then now rewatching it later as an adult, um, it's a completely different feel. To, I think I kind of understood more what they were, what what the, what they were going for in the yeah. movie. Um, one interesting thing about this movie is it came out, it released the week after Jurassic Park. Poor, That's tough. poor movie. Very, very Too bad. Uh, it bad was. Timing. I mean, it's obviously not the same type of movie. I would say it's a little bit like My Science Project, mm-hmm. Up Against Weird Science. Yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, I guess Jurassic Park's also kind of an action movie, but different different genre, but, like, I think every, anything was going to struggle against yeah. Jurassic Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Summer movie time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think you, because in the mind of critics and stuff, but it, does anyone want to give, like, a plot synopsis for... I'll do this? it. The synopsis is a young boy who's an action movie fan, specifically of the Slater series, um, gets a magic ticket 
that brings him into the movie and he meets the the star Slater played by Arnold Schwarzenegger but in the movie they don't know they're in a movie the boy kind of convinces him a little bit eventually the bad guy gets hold of the ticket and ends up in the real world and so the boy and Slater follow the bad guy back into the real world and they have to fight him but now they don't have action movie rules so they have to reload and bullets kill you and thing and crashing cars hurts you yeah single <laughs> bullets don't make cars explode right yeah um lots and uh a key point is that bad guys can win in our world just firing a gun doesn't bring sirens that's right. right and so uh then they fight and uh there's a big action climax and the this time the bad guys don't win even though they could have and then uh, Schwarzenegger gets to go back. Slater gets to go back to his own world to survive because he's been shot. <laughs> Mortally shot. Yes. In, in the real world. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's, that's the synopsis of the film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a very, it's kind of a simple story. Yep. Right. And I think we, especially now we live in a world where like dimension movies movies you move to a different dimension right multiverses or different universes kind of yeah. commonplace i don't Spider think spider verses multiverses uh yeah. y- yes uh, we're recording it after <laughs> <laughs> across the spider-verse came out yeah um but uh but i think they're a little more commonplace but i don't think in 1993 there were as many movies no, it's... with that kind of concept i would say too i think it was ahead of its time in being like super meta because I think it actually ages very well because we get all of the jokes about the movies and stuff like that. And I don't know if I'm trying to think if, if there was other movies that were doing that, that were as self-aware. So this is 93, right? Yeah. Um, isn't that the same year that Scream came out? Because Scream was very. That's true. Was that 94? No, uh, Scream was uh, well after 93. I think 96 it was maybe. Oh, maybe 96 or 97. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it did. It. I mean, that was kind of the whole plot. Right. Is there yeah. Like, it's very meta. Movie is this. Yeah. yeah. So, right. well, it 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 kind of threads that needle where you've got. Um, I don't know. Did you guys ever see Loaded Weapon One? The parody of like, Oh yeah, the yeah. Lethal Weapon. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So it's somewhere between shots and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. somewhere between airplane, loaded weapon, hot shots. And a real action. That's movie. right. It it's a parody that kind of threads the needle between. So it, it definitely is a parody, and it leans into, and makes fun of the tropes. Right. But it's also. But at the same time, it's kind of serious. But it's also an action right. movie. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an action movie. It's also a little bit. It's like a movie within a movie kind yeah. of. Yeah. And the whole time that they know, I mean, like there's fourth wall stuff where the villain is talking to us mm-hmm. from the movie because he's mm-hmm. he figures it all out, and then he realizes that there's an audience. Right. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Have have any of you guys seen The Purple Rose of Cairo? It's a Woody Allen movie. Uh, no. Okay, so in that movie, this that came out in '85. Okay. Um, the, it's it's set during the Depression, and this um, housewife goes to the movies, and she she keeps going to the movie like the same movie over and over again because that's what they did back in those days. They, right. They could go see it again and again. Well, the characters come out of the movie, and one of them does, and like spends time with her. Oh, cool. And so there's that kind of rift between the two and it's, it's not an action movie. It's a right. Woody Allen movie, yeah. but it's a comedy and, uh, it's quite, um, it has some kind of overlap here, but not 
quite. Yeah. It's a little bit more depth to the characters and relationships, but... Well, probably a little more neurotic. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> With the Alan movie. And yeah. Black and white and everything, but, yeah. You know, I... Uh, I was kind of impressed with the level of kind of folding back on itself and then folding again that this did because it was the first level where the boy, what is the boy's name? Danny. Danny. Danny goes into the movie and he knows all of these action movie rules that are happening, right? And he loves it because this is his favorite thing. Um, But then they come back into our world and... Well, so Danny's telling him, hey, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're mm-hmm. played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's like, I don't know who this guy is, Arnold Braunschweiger. And he's like, no, look, I'll prove it. And he takes him to like a blockbuster, and they find the poster for Terminator 2. And instead of Schwarzenegger, it's Sylvester Stallone playing Terminator, yeah. right? Um, but then when they come back, <laughs> they're at the premiere of the new Slater 4 movie. movie and Arnold Schwarzenegger is there, and they even meet. The two guys meet, you know? And it's like, whoa, now they're like, how does this work? And the the villain's plot was, if I kill Arnold Schwarzenegger, there won't be a Slater, and that's how I kill Slater. You know? And I thought, well, that is ingenious. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. A, he was a great villain. Yeah. Um. I, actually, both of them were really good. I like the trench. I don't remember his name, but the, Ripper? the trench. Oh, the Ripper. Oh, the Ripper. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was creepy. I, I thought he was suitably weird and creepy. Tom and, Noonan. Yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah. Yeah. Good casting. Uh, so, it's it's you almost have to do like a scene by scene breakdown, but <laughs> like the Jack Slater movies, like the in universe of movies, yeah. they are just so over the top. I mean, the movie. The movie starts out, and we're watching the Jack Slater movie. Jack Slater three, yeah. Jack, yeah. and and then it pans out, and we're in the theater with Danny. But yeah. like, <laughs> there's so many just you've got, and there and there's so many nods to other action films, and in it, so you've got the angry angry lieutenant that's screaming at him all the time. He's like, yeah. you go in at your badge, and he basically coin flips his badge back to <laughs> back at him, and the one liners. And it's just like from the out of the gate, it's just like this yeah, one. This <laughs> movie is a parody, or at least it starts off as a parody, right? Right of this genre. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost like a love letter to action movies. It's like here's the things that are definitely silly, but we yeah. Can... I yeah, I would say it is more love letter and less parody. Right. Like there there are some parody parts where they are really like nodding to the camera. But I think it is more love letter than anything. Well, that's the thing is that we started off watching and I thought, oh, this is definitely self-aware. This is definitely winking to the camera. Um, It wasn't like in your face like a David Zucker movie like Airplane or something like that. That kind of uh, parody. But it was definitely, it had all these, you know, every moment had like another over the top but not in your face mm-hmm. kind of a, a nod you know there's like the the shot where they're looking down uh from the rooftop and you know the villains <laughs> there and, and it's just completely like 600 cop cars a sea <laughs> of cop cars and you're like okay yeah this is this is what they're going for you can tell that this is the yeah. movie within the movie yeah because of all those things and there are fun easter eggs in in the movie 
So, I mean, it's directed by uh, by John McTiernan, yeah, who directed Die Hard and Predator and The Hunt for Red October. And so, those are some pretty good action movies. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're great movies. And so they're so there's just little nods, like when they're in the when they're at the the blockbuster. It's not called blockbuster. Everything's Acme. It's like right, an Acme yeah, video, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where where Arnold <laughs> is standing. You see behind him. You see like a cassette of Hunt for Red October and Die yes. Hard. <laughs> um, and little, little Easter eggs, yeah. And then, but there's there are callouts to cop movies, to action movies, uh, like the house. So the second, so the his second cousin Frank. <laughs> Um, which is funny because it's like it's my favorite second cousin yeah, yeah. That, it's his whole reason for the fourth yeah. movie he's it, gotta get revenge he's gotta get revenge for his second cousin Frank who died who was played by by Art Carney Art Carney, Art Carney. Yeah. okay yeah. Um, and so but the fun some of the fun things about that scene or the, that those scenes there so the this the Slater movies are full of explosions. Like, there's a car chase scene where the bad guys are throwing di- lit sticks of dynamite yeah. at him. Yeah. So the, there are so many explosions in it. But So the house blows up, and that, I think, is the same scene from The Last Boy Scout. Um, I don't know if you've seen that with Bruce Willis and... Is it Damon Wayans? Uh, I have. Yeah, I yeah, don't remember yeah. anything about it. So I think it's the same house. Yes. Yeah. Like it might even... They just might have just cut the scene right and so that's the same house from the last boy scout <laughs> and then one of the patrol officers that was, was yeah, out right. there well both of them die and one of them's like two days from retirement just like lethal weapon and then it starts yeah. playing the lethal weapon theme song <laughs> <laughs> so there's just some there's a lot of fun nods that way and then damon wayans has a cameo in yeah. the movie later and speaking of, there were so many cameos in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I want to play a game where we just go around in a circle and just each one of us names one of the cameos okay. until and see if we can stop it's crazy. or if we get tripped up. Because yeah. there were so many different names. And there were cameos both in the movie world and in the real, right. real world. Yes. Like cameos of them playing themselves right. as well as Okay, people. so go ahead. want me to start? Sure. Okay. Start Humphrey Bogart. Oh, good. that was a oh, good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sharon Stone, Tina Turner, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Does that count as a cameo? Maria Shriver. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Lisa Gibbons was in it. Yeah, that's the right. The T one thousand. Yeah. Robert, yeah. Robert yeah. Patrick. Yep. Yeah. MC Hammer. MC. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Damon Wayans. I said. Yeah. Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah, right. Chevy Chase totally gets forgot. knocked down. There's, and that's the hard part is there's so many scenes where they're literally in it for like three seconds. Right. That's it. They're yeah. they're one cut and then they're gone. They're out. Well, and even characters like main characters in the movie, like F. Murray, Murray Abram, who was in it, they reference oh movies that he's in, like yeah. Mozart, like in Amadeus, he's you know. Like, he killed oh, right. And so there's like he running jokes. So it's like his character is a cameo in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Or there's some kind of self reference there. Who did he kill? Mo Mo, Mo who? Mozart. Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just crazy. Well, another great thing is he's, uh, is Danny's trying to explain to him and the police lieutenant, um, like where he came from. The, right. There's no record of you in New York. There's no Danny Madigan in New York. And, yeah. And then he then he's like, "How did you get in my car?" And then he's like, "I fell off a like a walking bridge and landed in your car." And the, the and you saved my life. And the lieutenant's like, "The truth finally." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also love little things where they're just casually driving down the road, and although the camera is looking back through the you know the windscreen. 
and all of the cars are like just spinning out and crashing behind right, them. Right. Yeah. Like, just as you would need for an action movie. Oh man, what about that minivan? So like they're the getting chased. <laughs> minigun minivan. Yeah, they they're oh, getting chased, talking, right? Part, yeah. And then they jump out of the LA River or whatever onto a bunch of coke semis. Yeah. And Schwarzenegger or Slater is like it's like the the chase is over even yeah. though there's still a minivan chasing him but you see the minivan in the background just shoot up into the air and do a flip right onto a truck and then explode immediately burst yeah it was just yeah. hilarious because he was like he was already done with the chase yeah it was so funny well so <laughs> so it's it's in the chase scene is how danny gets into the movie yeah so he's got yeah. the, the magic ticket activates or whatever and so Slater, so the, the guys in the, it's like an old, old timey Chevy pickup truck that all the bad guys are chasing him mm-hmm. in, right? Yeah. Like a low rider version. Like one yeah, you yeah, would right. almost see in a picturesque thing, like a farm with pumpkins in the back and the wood panels on the side. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, it's so, the Beverly Hillbillies car <laughs> truck. Oh no, I guess it's not that old. It's, um, so anyway, they're chasing him and the, they got a guy throwing dynamite at him. Yeah. And he shoots the dynamite away Back. from the car yeah. and it flies through the movie screen into the theater <laughs> yes and exploding is what throws danny into the movie so he's in the car chase so the whole car chase sequence is just amazing yeah because our uh jack slater is full-on turned around and firing <laughs> at the truck that. with both and, hands and the kid's like <laughs> You're driving without your hands. He's like, it takes a lot of practice, and you never do it in heavy traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I would absolutely watch a Jack Slater, a real Jack Slater movie. Like, that portion was so much fun, but it was just like balls of the so balls. So ridiculous. It was yeah. so much fun. I, I like the scene where he's asked to drop his, his guns, and they're just all the guns. He, he drops out. one. He's like, really, just one, just one, and then he like unloads, and there's he's got a like, knife up his sleeve, and there's just all these things, and then finally he's like, oh, I forgot the the, the grenade, uh, the grenade, which is a grenade. The best part, it's not even a grenade. It's a little, <laughs> it's, it's a, a little knife. trick knife, <laughs> or or even like a scene later in the movie where he's in there with the with the little kid, and he's like. Okay, I'm gonna go in and do the action thing. You stay here in the car. Remember? Yes, I know. And they reference that whole trope of they always say, "Tell them to stay in the car." He's like, "Well, am I gonna like leave the car and die, or am I supposed to stay in the car and then something bad's gonna happen to me in the car? <laughs> like, what's gonna go? How can yeah, I? Win? Which trope are we following? He, and yeah, and he's like, "Don't worry, there's a gun in the the glove box." And he opens the glove box. <laughs> And it's like a full arsenal of like all these guns fall out. fall out of this giant and slide. bandoliers of ammunition yeah. and, and stuff. It all like, just rolls okay. out. <laughs> well, I love I love also how over the top the cops were in that first scene, where like you know cops always have the, the shotgun bandolier oh, yeah, right. across their chest, and we made fun of it in Master of the Universe, where they're like, yeah, right. Everybody's always like cocking the the shotgun. But the cops literally have like bulletproof vests where every square inch is just shotgun, shotgun shells. shells. Yeah. Nobody's rocking a shotgun. Everybody's got like air fifties. But for some reason their armor is shotgun shells. But it's like the whole police force shows up for that. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Looking out over sea of it. So many so many great things. But so sorry, I'm still on the car chase scene. So yeah. Danny realizes he's in the movie because he's like, wait, he's like, the bad puns? <laughs> the voice, the one, the the rock music, like I'm in the movie. Yeah. yeah. 
so as they're going and he's in he's back in the car and they're chasing him uh slater shoots a guy remember he goes flying out of the truck and hits an ice cream truck oh right and, oh yeah and then he explodes exploding the ice cream truck and then, then another one of, one of the guys, one of the guys gets an ice cream cone to the back of the head that kills him <laughs> well and he even says he's like i iced that guy <laughs> Well, and then they had the scene where the I think the car went into some I don't know there were a whole bunch of models and oh right oh, yeah oh, right. oh that was their, that was the same it was the truck yeah yeah and, and that's it's right. like okay this is a whole other trope where they you know they break through the building and there's all these peop- w- women in strange know. outfits like strange mm-hmm. like yeah. the girl that had like rearview mirror yeah and, she's like, like a car <laughs> so my favorite trope in this movie was when they were in the pl- police force and they're like basically pairing up each one all of the, the buddies all the policemen with their buddy you know like for many <laughs> for the com- buddy movie yeah, <laughs> for the buddy movie and so what were some of the com- combinations they had one with a, an animated uh, cat. character yeah right animated cat which was, was a guy with a rabbi De- voiced by danny devito yeah, yeah. then they had a, a cop paired with a rabbi it's like <laughs> what and, and then they had then like the guy they had a cop partnered with a with a hologram of Humphrey Bogart. Yes, <laughs> and then there was another one with some woman. Uh, or the first one was a really fat guy, and then yes, and, and a thin else. and a and thin, thin lady, yeah. and she was upset about it. Or yeah, something. yeah, it was just uh, it was so funny because it was like we've seen that so many it's, times. Well, yeah. and, and, I, and they have valet parking at the LAPD. <laughs> yeah, right. that big fountain. <laughs> Well, I did. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't see the cop getting paired up with the taxi driver. <laughs> Ooh. Well, or or with the dinosaur, right? right? Or with Wh- the dinosaur. Whoopi Gro- yes, Goldberg right. getting paired up with the dinosaur. What's, the, what's his name? Future episode Trice. someday, maybe. With the... Triceracop. Triceracop. There, was, there were no. Uh, I didn't see any laser raptors. Yeah. Oh man. Um, well, so Slater gets partnered up with Danny. Yeah. 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 Well, I I did like the part after Slater's house gets blown up and they're both like they look blown up, yeah. right? They were in the house when it yeah, blew yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're sitting in again the lieutenant's office and he's just chewing them out and like Danny is now taking on kind of like the forlorn like I can't believe I got to deal with this bull crap again. Right? Like just the look that he's <laughs> they're giving. They're both steaming. Stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, and the lieutenant's like he's so angry steam is still shooting out of the side of his head. That was a fun one. Oh, yeah, man. and it's just delivered so well. You like, oh yeah, this is the trope. Like you know what they're doing. Most yes. of the time, you you can't understand what the lieutenant's saying. He's just yelling just gibberish. Yelling, right? Yeah. So one trope earlier was with Bridget Wilson Sampras, mm-hmm. where they're in the apartment and the the bad guys are like, attacking her or something. Yeah. And she's like, oh no, and then all of a sudden she like completely whips down, <laughs> on you know starts to fight back and. Just put him in this place. I yeah. thought that was hilarious. This is her first movie, I think. It was, and, and her third appearance on uh, on it, uh, the, path on the podcast. podcast. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it was her first movie, but then also her character's first movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I love he calls that <laughs> out <Yeah>. too. <laughs> there was so many fun jokes like yeah. that. The question that comes to my mind though. Is why was she better at fighting in this movie than in Mortal Kombat? Ooh. <laughs> Food for yeah. thought. Because Mortal Kombat was the real world. That's right. They had to follow no. real rules. No, they had to follow outworld rules. Outworld that's true. Rules. That's true. There you go. 
I don't know. I thought she was fine. I thought she was fun. I <laughs> I thought it was funny too how she's like driving that massive pickup truck. Yeah, the big like monster truck. Almost. The yeah. monster truck. Yeah. And I I also thought it was funny too like Bracken mentioned um, when she's beating the crap out of the thug and she's still screaming like she's the one that's getting beat up. She's <laughs> right. like, "Oh, hands off me." While she's like kicking him across the room and like <laughs> knocking him out. So since we're on that scene where she gets taken and Danny says to so Benedict is the villain's name. He's like, Benedict, if you harm a hair on her head and he's like, Stop oh. and he goes over and plucks a hair. Yeah. Walks up to Danny and like breaks the breaks hair. the hair and he's like, You were saying Yeah. He was such an excellent villain. I loved him as the villain. I love how he is just pissed at all of the 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 actual villains the movie right. villains in his because he was really intelligent right yeah. and everybody else was idiots and yeah. he's and he knows it he was like something out of a James Bond yeah. movie though with his glass, glass eye, eye or I don't know he had different covers for his eye which is I guess for different moods like they were yeah. all bombs it face. seemed like yeah <laughs> yeah that's true they were really bombs <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh speaking of bombs remember back at Frank's house, second cousin Frank. Uh-huh. How there was a little, clip, little clipboard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so it says Slater on it. It's a little on a little clipboard. And he opens it up and it's it's a, a card. card. It says five and he moves it. Four, three. He moves to the next card. Yeah, two. and then by two he's like, uh oh. <laughs> and he, t- yeah, <laughs> watch a run for it. <laughs> Explosion. Oh man, there was one of my favorite tropes was the La Brea tar pits. <laughs> When they both land in the tar, and they climb up, or, or actually, I guess they don't both do it. Just or did the boy land in it? It was Lafart. It was it oh, was it was Lafart right, and and, and yeah. Slater. Yeah. yeah. So Slater comes out and he's covered in black tar, and then like, swims it cuts like away for yeah yeah <laughs> they cut away for a second when they cut back his face is completely clean and he's got one Kleenex that he's yeah. rubbing on there and uh, Danny's like you know. Tar sticks to some people, and then in the next scene, he's just like cleaning off his shirt, and he's like completely—he's a little bit wet, but he's like yeah—he's got a couple—he's got a couple like tar. black spots right. on his shirt, but yeah. Well, and his is, daughter pulls up and says, "I brought you new clothes. I heard you were I thought here. You might, I thought you might need, need it. Some clothes." Yeah. And then Danny's like, "Is this a little convenient?" I—I <laughs> I also loved when he goes to his actual house. Yeah. So the one that blew up apartment. was his ex-wife's house, right. right? Yeah. And then he goes to his actual house, which is the one by the freeway. A really crappy apartment. Yeah. yeah. Completely empty. It's obviously like his safe house. Right. And he comes around and immediately shoots into his closet. <laughs> <laughs> and the henchman falls out. And he's got nothing but like, you know, like 16 pairs of red shirt, pants, jackets, jacket, and yeah. shoes. And then like 12 of the exact same gun that he has tucked <laughs> into his belt all the time. Well, I just love how he's like... Like his kid's like, how do you, Danny's like, how do you know it's there? He's like, there's always someone there. Cost me a fortune in closet doors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't help but think that those were his extra um, jackets and um, boots and everything for his costuming for the movie. But maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Just, it, that probably, was his actual wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> I mean, that's his actual apartment when he was in trouble with Maria Shriver. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate, too, at that point, though, because it did ground the character quite a bit because he starts to reflect on his actual life right and he start having flashbacks about what's his son's name andy andy something like that who we find out 
you know, because you don't at the beginning of the movie, it blurs out the part where we you see what happens that he to the dude. Rescues him. Yeah, right? we assume he's fine. We find out that he was actually dragged off the top of the building with right. the ripper. Um, and so he's talking about he's like, yeah, my wife doesn't call me. She doesn't care. She's yeah. happily married. You know, my my daughter's just like freaking crazy and weird. Like, why can't she just be normal and go to prom? And instead of going to prom, she field dresses an AK forty seven. Right. Yeah. So I I did appreciate that how how they did kind of acknowledge like, you know, we assume that they have just these amazing excellent lives, but then when you kind of get to it, it's like, yeah, it's probably pretty crappy to have that yeah. kind of a life. Yeah, and he. We, yeah, so it, there was a little bit of depth to his character where he was just like, he's like, I just wanted to be a good cop, but I kept having these crazy adventures. And they kept getting it, it harder. Is, kept getting harder, and they keep surviving. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, other, other fun uh, scenes in this movie. I... Uh- I'll be honest, there were way more fun scenes that I remember watching the movie, like, way back when. And in my memory, the the time that they spend in Slaterverse mm-hmm. is way shorter in my memory. Okay. It's like three it's quarters of the, of the movie. movie. It's yeah, most it is, of the yeah. movie is in, in Slaterville. And it's only at the very end where they actually escape out. And in my yeah. mind, it was like most of the movie happens outside in the real world, but... Guess not. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you think of the little boy and his mom? And so, she leaves. She's got this door lock with, like, a board that hits the back of the door and yeah. it's the bottom of the, gr- the floor. And she's like, be safe, stay at home. And, and uh, what happens to the kid? I mean, it's like... Well, she tells him... Lock the top lock as soon as I go out, right? So there, there's obviously reasons for all of these locks I, they have on their not door. Not a great neighborhood. Yeah, I in guess. New York. It's terrifying. I mean, it was like something out of Death Wish, don't you think? Maybe yeah, it was, maybe, totally. Maybe it, maybe it was intentionally that way. I don't, I don't know. know. But the boy starts we'll to sneak up. out. He's going to go out because he's going to... His friend, who's the projectionist at the movie theater, has the new Slater 4 movie, he and he's going to screen film, it. Screen yeah. the film. Just to make sure everything's okay, and he invites him to come watch it. And so, while his mom's at work, he goes over and he opens the door to leave, and immediately the door gets pushed in by basically a home invader, like a junkie. Yeah, yeah. And he has a gun, wait, no, a knife. a knife. He has a knife, and handcuffs. he handcuffs him to pipes and gets all mad that he. I mean, there is, you know. There is uh, the setup where he puts the knife down, turns his back, and mm-hmm. he's like, come on, you think you're big and bad? You think you can do it? And, of course, Danny is too scared to actually do it, right? And so the guy ends up handcuffing him. Who knows if he steals anything because he's mad that their TV isn't even worth anything and they don't have anything. Right. Then he throws the key in the toilet so that Danny has to dig, you know, reach down into the toilet to get the handcuff keys out that plays in later in the movie where in slater land verse slater verse uh that i just keep thinking of snyder verse when yeah. i say that <laughs> <Okay>. anyway they uh a similar thing happens except for this time it's the bad guy uh he handcuffs them to 
to a pipe to a together. Pipe at the hotel, yeah. yeah. But luckily, he still has the key in his pocket, and it's the same key that works on the handcuffs, so he's able to get them out, you know. Um, so, I mean, his real life is scary. <laughs> that would terrify me. I thought they did a pretty good job of contrasting, like, the danger of the real world. Right. Right? How it's a scary place, and of course, that's why he would want to mentally Escape live in this other this, place yeah. where... You know, everybody's bulletproof and everything, yeah. you know, the good guys you always win. don't have to win. be afraid, right? Yeah, and then when the bad guys break out, I thought they do a great job of, like, you know, the guy's, like, shooting people. Yeah. And he's freaking out because he thinks he's immediately going to get swarmed and literally nobody cares. Like, yeah. the one guy yells at him. He's like, shut the F up. You know, yeah, he's right. like, I'm trying to sleep, you know. Um, <laughs> so, I, like, I, th- I thought they did a pretty good job of contrasting those between yeah. the, you know, the very fun and funny Slater world. So, yeah. Did you notice how his hands were all cut up? Yeah. The little boys. Yeah. yeah. While he was eating his popcorn. But, but then, but in, but he gets healed in the Slater verse. Like his oh, hand, his hand, his hands, notice are, that, his hands aren't all cut up. So yeah, that makes sense. It's because, yeah, I mean, that's movie. even less than less than. Oh, uh, I did. We I did that. like too that. He recognizes that he's the comedic relief. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause he's like, he, <laughs> There's a scene where he's driving down the hill. The the, the bad guys are driving up the hill in their bulletproof car. He's riding down on a pink bicycle with, you a, know, basket with a little on the front. A, yeah. a lamp. And he's like, this will work. This will work. I'm the good guy. Play chicken. And then like it dawns on him right before he hits. He's like, I'm the comedic relief. And immediately he turns out of the way. does like an E.T. thing where he flies through the moon. And you know, bounces off a couple of houses. Goes and ends a in house. a bush upside down, right? Very, that was very poorly animated. It was yeah, terrible, yeah. but yeah, it, it got the point across. What did you think of the casting of uh, Danny, the little the the kid? I I didn't I mind. Thought it. I thought he was fine. It, it's not somebody who I recognize. Like I don't know if he's done other things, but yeah, I mean he's got a couple of different credits. I uh, I thought it was interesting because we're in this movie where I mean there are so many recognizable actors cameos and yet he's the he was the kid from reality that was going into the world of the movies and i i think it kind of worked for me that he was not an unknown actor do you think they mm -hmm. picked that on purpose possibly i I kept thinking that that yeah that maybe he was the grounded in reality character and and possibly i don't know if i necessarily thought he was the best actor in certain scenes but there were certain scenes where he was totally great Mm -hmm. like like Mm -hmm. that scene you just mentioned where he's Oh, I'm the com- comedic relief, you know. But there are other times when he was trying to be serious or whatnot. I thought, eh, this is—he's not great. But yeah. this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and this is not a Meryl Streep movie. So, yeah. <laughs> I you know. Point learned. I thought it was funny when he, he does the whole trope. You know, basically, he's like, "I caught you monologuing," and then so, and then he immediately gets out, turns the gun on the guy. And he starts talking about monologuing about how stupid the bad guy is, and then the the other guy gets the drop on him. Right, so it's yeah. just kind of funny how they he called it out, and then he does exactly the same thing right. as the good guy, and then has it happen to him. Well, I also like how he's like, "You didn't help me out to Jack to Slater." And he's like, "Well, I didn't want to steal your thunder." <laughs> um, yeah, I think he was. Ju- I think he was in Lawnmower Man before this. And he was in My Girl too. I don't know the timing of those films, oh, but yeah. he didn't have a lot of. He didn't have, and I think he just did like a lot of TV stuff after that. After this, I um, don't remember My Girl too. 
I don't think I remember I ever, my I don't girl think I ever saw my girl too. My yeah, girl one after the first one, cry. I was good. Yeah. So <laughs> there's so, a couple other move, uh, people that were in this movie. So Anthony Quinn, of course, was the main the villain's father or main villain. Maybe he wasn't the father, I guess, but he he was he main, was like the main the, mobster. Vivaldi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he was great. Um, yeah. You know he he's a legend. So. It is what it is, but Robert Prosky, I also wanted to mention, he's the old man that was in the movie theater, which mm-hmm. you just recognize him because he's been in everything, everything, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So like Mrs. Doubtfire, amongst other stuff, but yeah, this is a bit of a Nexus movie for us because we've got a number of people who are in other movies we've done for the show. Oh yeah, we already talked about um, Bridget. Bridget. Uh, Wilson Sampras. Yep. Uh, Arnold. Arnold. Ian McKellen. He plays Death in this. He has a very small role in this. But right. Yeah. Um, Pops out of the Seventh Seal movie. Yeah. Was he in the Seventh Seal? Oh, no. no, that was a much older film. Yeah. And it was like... I don't know. He is old. Like in the German, I don't know. German yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Could have been alive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, we're not all ages like Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so let me ask oh, you. Oh, Frank McRae. He was the other one because he was in 1941. Oh, okay. He was the police lieutenant. All right. All right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Nate, let me ask you: What is it about this movie that just tickles your fancy? Uh, so, like I said before, the, the it was just it was just a movie that always it's like oh it's on and like you get sucked into it. Kind of like Bracken talks about the party he's going to have. Like, you might get sucked into watching it, into whatever movies he's showing. And so that happened to me if it was on TV and I didn't have really anything else going on. And I really liked the soundtrack. That was, um, so 93, that was probably the phase where I was really, like, ACDC wrote the song for this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the... That's the song that plays when they start the Jack Slater movie okay. for Danny to watch in the private screening. Um, and I really liked Queensryche. You don't hear the Queensryche song, but but you hear some of the Riffing. the melody of yeah. it and stuff when they first come back to the real world and they then they lose Benedict. Yeah, that some of that is okay. from the Queensryche song. Um, probably also just in an action movie, but it's also an action movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. Right. I just think there's a lot of elements that. That just because I like so I don't know if I've mentioned on the show, but I know outside the show you guys get probably get sick of me talking about how much I like Predator. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Predator's a great movie, yeah. and it's the same director, and so it's like, and the the '80s action movies that are just dumb, yeah, and like RoboCop, <laughs> yes, three, um, yeah. So it's just it just seemed like a like a culmination, like a love letter to action films that. Because honestly, I think a lot of action films are like guilty pleasures. You know? Right. You know, yeah. this, it's, it's, I feel like um, for a lot of men, action movies are their rom-coms. Because rom-coms yeah. and action movies are very similar in that they follow certain tropes. Right. Yeah. That are, that are dumb to people who don't like them. Right. And they're kind of exactly. dumb to people who do like them. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, I like, I'm like, yeah, it's stupid, but I like it anyway. Kind of like, yeah. I'm that way with Hallmark movies. At Christmas, because yeah. I'm like, oh, cool, I can leave, I can come back, and I'm, hey, it's different people, but it's the same story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
different people, different, different movie, different but people it's still going on. <laughs> different me- people, different setting, same story. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, that's probably a long answer to your short question. Okay, so this movie didn't do well. Uh, or sorry, it doesn't have high Was ratings. It? Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's not well received. Forty percent critic, forty-seven percent audience. Yeah, six point four on IMDb. So would you guys say that those are about right, or would you would you rate it higher or lower? I I wouldn't say that Rotten Tomatoes feels low to me. It does. It there there was I some safe sixties. Yeah, I, w- I would say honestly 64. somewhere between six and seven. You know, there was some jank to some of the special effects, and some of it, yeah. you know, wore a little thin here and there. But like, I I don't understand the hate. Like normally, like the elbow so- of his jacket. Yeah, right. <laughs> thin, wearing yeah. Thin. I mean, normally during movies we have to entertain ourselves with yeah. subplots that don't exist because the movies legitimately are terrible. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of talking once the movie got started because we were all just kind of into the movie. gobsmacked yeah. a little bit and just enjoying watching Jack Slater be Jack Slater. Yeah, my biggest complaint with it is it's long. Yeah, and it, there were a couple of times in the movie where I was like, oh man, this is. Like, I noticed it was long. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, man, this is going slow right now. We need to... Yeah, it's kind of like, we still have to get... go back to New York. Yeah, right. And... So, I think it could have been tightened up a bit, and it probably would have been, you know, even better. So, it was ten minutes longer. <laughs> and so... Um... Is this the director's cut? No, no. no. Oh. So this is the post audience screening this is the, cut. Yeah. So yeah, it was okay. it was ten minutes longer. Um, had production issues. John McTiernan, I think, also said that it started out a certain way. He's like it was this fun kind of Cinderella story about right. this boy, and then it just changed. Yeah. I don't know how much of its rewrites and studio, like, and the studio insisted on releasing it when they did. Yeah. Because they were. And I think they wanted to be like, maybe we can go later in the summer because, you know, this Jurassic Park thing is happening. And, yeah. And, uh, but they had, like, I guess a fairly disastrous audience right. pre-screening. And they were, so it was like right up to the wire they were fixing this film. I can't imagine shooting a week before a movie releases. I mean, like, you've got to do sound mixing and all kinds of stuff. And that takes time. You got to make, back then you had to make all the prints and everything. I mean, that's, like, so tight. That's insane. Uh, this movie also featured NASA's first ad in space. Oh, yeah. And they had a big marketing campaign with Burger King. I yeah, we yeah. did see Burger did King see a couple a times. We in saw there. a lot of product placement. I didn't notice that. I did see the, co- remember the Coke, but okay. Yeah. Baskin-Robbins, oh. I saw. Yep. There was there some was... death by Baskin-Robbins, which <laughs> yeah. was an interesting use of the, of the, the IP. <laughs> And something like when they went to Cannes, they had a, a, like a really tall Jack Slater. That, like they did in the premiere of the, in the yeah. movie, there was a big Jack Slater yeah. inflatable. So, um, it's interesting that some of the things that suffered, this uh, I was reading, this was also Arnold Schwarzenegger's first uh, time at being an executive producer, which an executive producer is a creative role where he gets to actually give input in everything. And I think that in some cases that worked out, but I wonder how much of its struggles were also because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he he did things like get 
um, ACDC to make the song and um, what's her name to he do the Sharon, Cam- Stone. Sharon Stone and stuff and who knows what else. So he did some things that I think were a benefit to the movie and maybe a lot of things for all I know. But, you know, I wonder if there think- was just too much and there wasn't enough people to tell him no to speaking of product placement he does a shout out to uh planet, <laughs> planet. planet hollywood that in the that movie that was such a meta because <laughs> his wife tells him not to she's and like, she's You're telling arnold schwarzenegger don't talk about the restaurants and he talks about the restaurant embarrassing and tacky yeah talks about the restaurants in a movie where he's playing himself <laughs> i mean it was just like it was great. Yeah. I think if you yeah. think too hard about it, you actually yeah, it's like, <laughs> you will create a black hole and we all die. That, yeah. <laughs> We're going to create a rift if we think yes. about how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of things I think that he, I think Danny DeVito voiced the cat because oh, yeah, yeah, they were right. twins together. Well, did we did we mention going into the movie theater? The, the I'm sorry, the video store with the Sylvester Stallone yeah. uh-huh. promotion? Okay. I, I thought that was pretty. Yeah. Pretty funny. Did we mention well. Van Damme was one of the cameras? Oh, yeah, Van Damme. Oh, we didn't yeah. mention him. Yeah, they yeah. interview him like the Axis Hollywood people or whoever. Right. Entertainment Tonight. Entertainment Tonight. And uh, him and John Belushi? Jim. Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Yeah, John is the... I'm like, yeah. dang it. I knew I was going to yeah. get that backwards. Yeah, he, yeah, they had a hologram Wait, he of was, John Belushi. <laughs> he was in uh, 1941 as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, Look, but guys, the, I messed sorry, up. That was the wrong volution. But the La Brea Tar Pits were. <laughs> I messed up. I messed up, all right? Sorry. This isn't a movie where you just don't make mistakes. Uh, so so this, the movie did make money, though. Um, so it was it had a budget of $85 million, mm-hmm. Or, as our listeners want to know, 3.4 boat crashes from Speed 2. Incredible. Made $137 million. So they could do an additional five boat crashes <laughs> with the money it made, <laughs> or I guess two when you take out the right the yeah. cost. Math is hard. Yeah, profited two boat people, crashes. I'm glad I don't do this professionally. And so, um, <laughs> money is so hard. Um, <laughs> so it's it's widely known as a bad movie, but yeah. it has gained kind of a cult following mm-hmm. and some of the trivia i was reading before is that schwarzenegger kind of said it was like his first kind of bad movie right although i think red sonia was also i love red Sonya. to be fair that, oh, he had a lot a of bad movies well i think yeah. ones that were critically and commercially not successful this was the start of kind of a decline yeah, for him the kind yeah. of beginning of the decline of his career yeah was this before or after uh what was it the sixth day yeah i was just thinking the same thing like it's the, that's another one of, that's uh, kind of one of my guilty this pleasures was before, this yeah is sorry this is before that this one is was before that. okay i, think I know that, that one, one didn't do very well either. Either. sixth yeah. day i think came out in 95 96 ish yeah. late 90s Early, and he was 90s. barely in Red Sonia, wasn't he? Would we? It's would, been so long that would we I consider that movie. the Running Man a good movie? Well, it was a hit. So it, how about I think Commando? It, come on, Commando. Commando's kind of awesome. Yes. but like, but like, 
kindergarten that cuts. very uh, easily could Alyssa be Milano jack slater and, you know yeah. what i mean oh yeah totally that's so, what, that was yeah jack i think slater just easily. by definition if it was not a critical or commercial success like yeah this was right. his, okay that's i fair. think he was saying this was his first bomb in yeah, that right. regard yeah because you we could probably watch a lot of his films for yeah. our show <laughs> yeah um i mean i love the guy i think he's great but like and i i'm still blown away by how his performance in Batman and Robin. Like, he was so great in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just going to be just as bad as everybody else. And I was like, he kind of acting-wise carried that film. Yeah. <laughs> he left it all on the table. <laughs> he left it all in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so, some other kind of fun facts. Um, Michael Kamen did the music. So, he did the X-Men soundtrack, Band of Brothers, Iron Giant. So, since I'm the, like, cinephile, I, I want you to reference, uh, you mentioned um, Lawrence Olivier's uh, Bride and all that scene at the beginning. I thought that was really kind of cool. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I... The teacher? Yeah, yeah, so there's this... Oh, that's a great scene we should mention. So, Danny... Yes, it is. <laughs> Danny it's has a really to, good scene. Danny has to leave the theater because... He has to go to school. He's got to go to school. He's late for school. Four hours late, according to Nick, the old man. Yeah. Because he's uh, always going to the movie theater. He's always theater. at the movie theater. So he's in, i got to say, English class. Yeah. And the teacher is talking about Hamlet. And she's like, oh, he's probably the, one of the original action stars. Like, Hamlet. And they're going to watch Laurence Olivier's Hamlet. And she talks a bit, a bit about Laurence Olivier. And I don't know her. I can't remember her name. But the actress is was Olivier's... Widow. Widow. Yeah. And so she... So, she, so that, that was kind of fun. Yeah, that was cool. But what makes the scene great <laughs> is her that, name is Joan Plowright. Yeah. And yeah. And so what makes the scene great is that Danny starts daydreaming about it being an action movie. So now Hamlet is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like and so I'm gonna I'm gonna get the names wrong, so yeah. sorry, but he's just like whatever his step whatever his his Uncle. uncle's name is, he's like, You killed my father. The yeah. big mistake. <laughs> it kicks him through a stained glass yeah, window. He, yeah, and then then it's like to be or not to be, and he lights a cigar and he's like not to be, and the whole castle blows up. <laughs> so, it's so good, so funny. Can you imagine <laughs> something Arnold is Schwarzenegger actually doing Shakespeare? Doing adaptation so of oh my goodness, <laughs> like and something is rotten in the and state. They, of like, and it's like all in black and white, except yeah. for he's got like a tunic or some one item that's like red. Yeah, and he's or his horse. His horse has, has a red, sash. a red, yeah, yeah. A red sash. Or and then they break through the <laughs> stained glass window that's colored, but everything else is still black and white. It's just it was a pretty epic. It, it was, was great sequence. It I was loved nicely that. over the yeah. top in a in a just yes please. Sort he of picks way. up the skull and then throws oh, it. Oh yeah, at the he's, he's got his friend's oh, yeah. skull and he throws it at that he dude. He pulls out his gun. <laughs> that's, that's the best part. That's part. He's like it, like there's like the priest or something behind the yeah. curtain. He's like, he's like stay, stay thy hand, stay thy please. hand, and, and he pulls out the, an Uzi and just <laughs> lights him up. This movie is worth watching just for that scene. Yeah, yeah. it was, was so great. good. So, yeah. like, have you guys seen UHF? Yes, yeah. that reminded so me. So it's like those the ad like for Gandhi two, right? Or, or, or the, the librarian, Ram- Conan <laughs> yeah. the librarian, or the Rambo movie. Yeah, it, was, right. it was very much. Yeah, it was very much like that. It was reminiscent it was. of that. But yeah, yeah, that scene alone is is worth the price of admission. Because <laughs> Polonius, you killed my father. <laughs> <laughs> Lights a cigar. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah, it was. 
as only Schwarzenegger can. Yeah, right. right. right? Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, that that scene. That was one of the better scenes in the it, whole movie. It was yeah. great. Something's rotten in the state of Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna tell this sweet prince to uh, sleep or something. Like yeah. that. I, I love how he's like he throws the skull yeah. at the guy. <laughs> Honestly, I am surprised that I have not seen that clip on more like you know when you see montages of of actors, you know, all the movies they've been in. I'm right, surprised yeah. you don't see that clip. Oh yeah. In that. I mean that would be uh that's like a that would be very iconic if they showed that. I think that would be one of those things where people would be like, what the crap I know is well, that it'd be, movie. It'd make them like, what is that movie? I gotta go see it because yeah. it's so like wow. Just Yeah. Wow. Uh see it see this. Yeah. Okay. So um I guess we can go around like so for this this mini season, sorry I didn't say this at the beginning. We're in season four, season four seasons. The third no, season three. Se- no, the, the, but the season third, four, yeah. season of four cool. seasons. Oh, you're right. We're in the, the third, third season. Third mini season. <laughs> third. Yeah. So now I'm starting to feel like Schwarzenegger advertising his own <laughs> restaurant in the movie where he plays himself. And um, so we're in the third mini season of season four, the season of four seasons, the guilty pleasure. So. Uh, I guess the question that I pose is, should this be a guilty pleasure? Is this movie exceptionally bad? Do you recommend mm-hmm. it? So who wants to go? Bracken, you want to go? Uh, I'll take a stab at it. Um, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> okay, so first question, is this a guilty pleasure? I don't know if it is. It, this is a pretty decent movie. I, I mean, you know the ratings are pretty bad. Uh... I don't know if I, I personally wouldn't feel guilty for liking this movie. There's a lot of stuff to like in this movie. Let me just put this way. I've got, I've got a little conflict going on here. So I really admired the smart self-referential stuff that went on. We, we just spent like the last 15 minutes talking about all the fun things that we liked about this movie. Um, but Ben touched on something that I definitely felt and that this movie was long. Mm-hmm. And this movie, how long is this movie? It's an hour and 30... No, it's, it's, two, it's, hours it's two hours and ten, and ten yeah, minutes. Two, two ten. hours and ten minutes. And unfortunately, it's an hour and ten minutes too long. Yeah. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I was watching the movie, and I was thinking, this movie is 45 minutes too long. And then we kept going, and I kept thinking... And I was, finally I was like, no, this movie is an hour long. <laughs> too long. And then, no, it kept going more. And so, um, but there's still, I mean, we just spent the last 15 minutes talking about how much we love this movie. So, um, how can I be saying this? But it does feel long. Uh, I don't feel like you really ever um, care about any of the characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't emotionally connect with any of them. But you do appreciate the jokes and the references and the cameos and the all of the Easter eggs, which I loved. So, um, is this movie exceptionally bad? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it is exceptionally bad. Um, but I wouldn't feel guilty about liking it, is the thing. <laughs> so, I'm very... I don't know if I'm making sense, but that's You're my gonna answer. You're going to open up a black hole into another universe. Yeah, it's folding on itself. Stop it's, thinking too much. It's imploding <laughs> on itself, so I'm going to just pass Good the time Good thing there's not over, a bagel in here. Over to Brand. Can, can I ask you this before I start? Sure. 
would you have considered it a guilty pleasure before <laughs> just watching it? Like now that you've seen it and yeah. you've participated in it, yeah. looking from the outside in, would you have considered it a guilty pleasure at that point? Previously, if yeah. I had seen it before, no, no, no. Like, like walking in here, you're walking like, into this, w- w- had, did did watching it change your opinion on whether or not it is a guilty pleasure? Okay, so let me explain. I don't. I had not seen it before, mm-hmm. so I had no guilt. <laughs> uh, but you've I'm heard not, of it. I'm not. I'm not sure what your question is. I'm sorry. Say it again. So I, I'm just curious <laughs> if having watched it and had fun with it, yes, if that changed your opinion on whether or not it is truly a guilty pleasure. Um. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I. I didn't feel guilt. I thought it was. You know, yeah. it was, we enjoyed it. It was fun. I think. I think it did for me because uh, I saw this years ago and I've completely forgotten it. And my entire memory is I do not like that movie. Right. Mm. That's what I, that's my memory of it. I couldn't tell you any scenes from it. I, I couldn't even tell you half of what it was about until I read the synopsis. Then I was like, Oh yeah, it's that one where the kid goes into the movie. I don't remember anything else. It's not a good movie. Right. And, I would feel guilty if I liked it before having watched it again. Now, after having watched it, I'm like, okay, you don't have to feel that guilty. It's it's pretty good. So th- I, I asked that because yeah. I'm kind of of the same opinion. I had seen it a number of times. And th- so, mm-hmm. Ben, I was of the same opinion. I was like, I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember there being him getting somehow ending up in the Slater verse yeah. and having some fun stuff there. I don't remember it being nearly as fun or as long as it was. Right. I don't remember the whole thing about the crane and LaFart and <laughs> like all of those other dudes. Like I remember the guy with the glass eyeball right. and then the Ripper. Yeah. And then I remember them being before and then after, mm-hmm. you know, in the real world. And that's honestly all I remember about it. And I just remember it's probably one of those things where people are like, um, you know, you, you can't like, um, who's, who's that band that everybody hates? Nickelback? Nickelback. Nickelback. Everybody hates Nickelback just because everybody hates Nickelback. Right, it's not yeah. that they're horrible, but it's just one of those things. I think it just got ingrained. It's just like, that's a terrible movie. Yeah. And I was, I was legitimately surprised watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having so much more fun than I was <laughs> anticipating that I was going to. So I, I wouldn't call it exceptionally bad, honestly. Mm. I, and having seen it i wouldn't even necessarily call it a guilty pleasure once you've seen it if you sit down and watch it you'd be like okay i have fun with that but i totally get the sentiment of being on the outside looking in and not having any memory of it i came into this saying like that yeah that's a good guilty pleasure that we're gonna watch tonight um I just legitimately had fun with it. Like I hardly had anything to say during the movie besides like, Oh my gosh, look what he just said. Or did you see that guy? Or did you see the thing that just happened? Or did you see that one actor? You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I had a ton of fun with it. Like I, I would say normally it probably wouldn't even end up on our radar. Like yeah. if not for the reviews, like having watched it. Yeah. Before Ben goes to judgment, I, I mean, I'm thinking about it and I'm, I'm like, I really struggled with this movie because it is a parody. Yeah. I feel like it's a parody of this genre. Right. And it's knowingly making fun of this movie. So how can I, it's not doing a bad job. It did a really good job of parodying and referencing those movies. It So I'm kind of backpedaling on my exceptionally bad call, but it is a flawed movie. It, mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. just, I'm not, I'm not faulting it for being a parody though. So, 
I know this is a it's a hard movie. To I would nail I down. would say I think they did an excellent job of threading the needle mm-hmm. of giving homage to acknowledging some of the silly tropes in it without falling into hot shots. Yeah, you know, right. loaded gun territory. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, David so Zucker territory. I think they did yeah. a great job with that mm-hmm. to where it was like. I haven't mentioned. I was like, I would watch a Jack Slater movie just for the fun and and absurdity of it, right? Um, So I I would say that is my opinion on that. Is it just like I? It was legitimately just fun, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think first of all, you know, I, I already explained the way that I felt that it was a guilty pleasure. I still think it's a guilty pleasure because. I have a feeling that many people have similar memories of this movie just not being good. And, like, if you said to some people, oh, yeah, we're going to watch Last Action Hero, you'd kind of feel like you have to justify it, right? You're like, oh, it's it's a lot better. Yeah, it's a lot better than you think, you know, come watch it. It'll be, you know, I feel like you'd have to kind of feel like you have to convince them to even do it. So I think in that way, it is a guilty pleasure. Um this movie is, as far as the question of is it exceptionally bad, and Bracken's dilemma of whether it is or not, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like it is exceptionally bad, and the reason is, even though it's a parody, and it's got all this meta stuff in these multiple worlds, I feel like if you think of the two extremes, there's like Hot Shots and Airplane, those kinds of satire things whatever parodies and then you have this concept that is like really deep like the matrix you know and it's like you could go i I kept feeling like i wanted them to go deep like the matrix but they never quite went deep like the matrix but they were very close to going deep like the matrix and so i was like wait are you trying to go deep or are you not trying to go deep i can't really tell um and then at the same time, the parody was well done and not super, you know, wasn't hot shots mm-hmm. and stuff, right? So it was right in between those things. And that made me feel a little bit kind of discomfort as in, I'm not sure where this is supposed to go. It's a weird place to be mm-hmm. s- standing. And so uh, I feel like they were trying for something and maybe they hit what they were trying, but I don't. I don't know why they were trying for this specifically. And so I would say, I think I would go with exceptionally bad on this as far as an earnest attempt at a parody that somehow also includes some deep thought experiments, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's like, uh, so I would call it exceptionally bad. Also, it's like, it's bad because. Um, the length of the movie. Um, at first, I wouldn't have said it's an hour and 15 minutes too long or whatever. But then, as I was thinking about it, I think Bracken's right on the nose because we spent 50 minutes talking about it. And I think we covered everything worth talking about mm-hmm. in that movie. And there's still another hour and 10 minutes beyond that. And it's like, well, yeah, that's a lot of stuff that could have been cut out that didn't even need to be in the movie. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I wouldn't have a hard time knowing what to cut out. If, oh, I, yeah. were, if I was in the Yetta Bay, I'd be like, cut here, cut mm-hmm. here, remove all that, cut to this scene. I, I feel like it would not be hard. Yeah. 
would the story make sense? I don't know. Yeah. But, but it would flow. <laughs> There's, I, 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 yeah. yeah. I think you pr- could probably cut out a ton of the, the story. Half. Well, the story between the kid and the old guy. Because yeah. really, it is just a vehicle to get him the magical yeah. ticket. And then that you literally don't care anymore. It's all about him and Slater. To me, most of the stuff that could be cut out is in Slaterverse. Like the whole thing with the mob and everything. Like mm-hmm. they set it up and we know the guy's a villain. We understand now that there's the rules here and this is this the world that's here. We understand that fairly quickly and you can cut out a ton of what happens mm-hmm. in there and then just get into the you back into the real world. You cut out the whole LaFart sequence. Yeah, the whole LaFart mm-hmm. sequence. Yes. All of that is unnecessary. All of that on top of the roof with the funeral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think get cut that out. Yep. I was just curious what your thoughts are. How this movie works versus something like True Lies, which is an mm-hmm. action movie, but that also is a, is a comedy. Yeah. And um, the, the parallels or differences between the two movies. One is they're spies and you kind of know that they're over the top and doing these things. Right. They're making fun of the you know like the James Bond spy right. action uh, m- movies and this one you know I in that movie True Lies you kind of care about the characters mm-hmm. and the characters are more fleshed out in this one they're yeah there's they're no... movie uh, characters they're not really in depth and you don't care about them right so I think saying that I think looking on the outside if I just take it on the surface. I shouldn't have cared any more for the True Lies characters than I did for Jack Slater. I Uh think what hurts Jack Slater is we know going into it, Jack Slater and everybody in there is fake. They're just one-dimensional. We're we're already one step removed from that. Whereas, Mm. like in True Lies, we are the audience as a like we are Danny in that situation. So like we are one step even further removed from that now. So it's like yeah, I care even less about the Slater verse because. I already understand the rules and there is no danger because it's already fake. It's already fake. Right. So, I mean, cause I was, I'm glad you brought up true lies because that whole scene with LaFart with the helicopter shooting up the building and the crane is straight true lies. Like the end of the movie is like, that's exactly what happens. There's a crane that, you know, she runs out on. And yet true lies comes out the year after. Yeah. 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 Helicopters shooting up the building. It's blowing up everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it felt very similar. Um, as far as caring about the characters, I I was confused about what I was supposed to feel um, near the end. Like when Slater meets Danny's mom and he's like, I've never had a carried on a conversation with a woman before. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he's kind of softened up a little bit. Listening to classical listening music. To, yeah, listening to classical music and stuff. And I'm like... I wasn't sure what I was supposed to think of that because they immediately, it doesn't mean anything any further in the film. And then even when he gets shot and he's dying, I don't even care. And it's not because I know he's going to survive. It's because I actually don't care. And then I found myself thinking, what do I actually want to happen here? This is the thing I've been asking myself lately, like as I'm watching a movie, what should I be feeling here? What is it that I should be wanting like what do they want me to want and i'm like do am i supposed to want that he's gonna stay here and be danny's dad dad. (laughs) you know is is that what they want because they've kind of planted seeds to that and i'm like now that'd be weird what i don't know i don't even know what i want here 
And so I would have taken Danny and Mom, shipped them off to the to the Slaterverse. Slaterverse, yeah. Can't right. get hurt. There Seems pretty dope. He's got yeah. cool houses. And now Slater has a son. Yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Which they never resolved. No. There'd be a weird attraction thing though between him and his stepsister at that point, which gets into oh, yeah. scary territory. But <laughs> yeah, it's just told for him. <laughs> Plus, they're skeezy. Yeah, skeezy. Go watch out. Anyway, so that's that's my judgment. I, it's guilty pleasure. It's a good movie to watch. It's fun and it's exceptionally bad. Okay. All right. Um, well, I I think I will. Brant a bit more on like I don't even know if this is bad enough to normally fall onto our right. into our radar. Um, I like the movie. Um, just to speak to what Ben just said about like him having a conversation with a woman and listening to classical music. <clears throat> I think what they were trying to do is that might have been. And maybe I'm overthinking it. Might have been a statement on like how shallow a lot of action movies are because there's oh, yeah. there most action movies there are no there's no real character development. Mm-hmm. It's, it's character Jack's, development only happens in the real world. It's like Jack mm-hmm. Slater comes, he shoots up the bad guys. Yeah, he has an ex-wife that calls him all the time. <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Like I know Danny Glover has the family, and there and there is like the stuff with his family, mm-hmm. but like Mel Gibson's character, was it Murtaugh? Is that his name Riggs and Murtaugh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, he's just kind of the loner, but there's not a ton of. I mean, that, that's all I really remember about them. <laughs> you know, as far as character development goes. Yeah. I mean, they their friendship grows or whatever, but like. I think that was probably just trying to make some sort of statement, and the and the whole thing where you've got his backstory, where like off screen he lives in this crappy apartment, his wife has moved on, mm-hmm. his son has died, mm-hmm. he has uh, no furniture, no has, decorations, no furniture, <laughs> no friends, <laughs> right? Like all he is is his job. Yeah, he has one outfit. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I think that was probably the statement they were trying to make. Yeah. But like, but like Ben said, like it's like they wanted to go deep. Mm-hmm. But they stayed in the shallow end of the pool. Right. Um, they pointed us towards the deep end. And continued to use incorrect idioms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why Benedict was there, just to, to correct them. Um, it's like you do a full, do a 360. It's 180, you yeah. spaghetti slurping cretin. But, um, so, I, 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 I think I agree with Ben on, on that, that, and I, you wonder if how much of that studio, how much of that is the writers, because the writers I think do have some decent credits to their names mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, but yeah, I, I I totally agree with Ben on that. So that's what makes it hard for me to say it's not exceptionally bad because I just don't think it's bad enough. Yeah, I I think that it should have a like a sixty percent maybe yeah. in Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I think that they might have been a little unfair back when it originally came out. Um, I would certainly expect the audience score to be a lot higher than it is, right? I'd expect the audience score to be in the 70s Mm -hmm. or even 80s because it's fun. And maybe the audience score is is 47 because of the cult followers (laughs) giving it more positive reviews. But um, yeah, and I would say that I feel less guilty as a guilty pleasure having seen it again. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a fun one. I, I recommend people watch it. It was... It was a unique movie from us. I think it's one of the few where we didn't talk a lot. 
Yeah. Like Brant mm-hmm. mentioned a couple times that we were just We didn't like, have to fill in the, the mm-hmm. gaps. We got sucked into the movie within the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Was, we all was, had magical tickets. <laughs> There's a lot in this movie worth seeing. All hail Houdini, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, where can people find us? Well, they can always email us at theguys at exceptionallybad.com. Uh, I'm a big fan of the website, exceptionallybad.com. Or Instagram, at exceptionallybad. And I think we also have Twitter, yep. at exceptionallybad. No, no E on that, exceptionallybad. Yep. And, uh, and thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, thanks. You've seen those movies where they say, Make My Day, or I'm Your Worst Nightmare? <laughs> we'll listen to this one. Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers. That was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>